And hello everyone and welcome to the Truth Will Set Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones and we are transmitting live from our station here on www.twave.tv, tweetcasting.tv and our various networks. And yes, we're transmitting live and you can be part of the program. Those of you that are following us live via Facebook, you can blog, post your questions or your comments there for Nathan Jones or myself and also for those of you that are following us live, again, via our network, stay tuned and be part of the program. As we're going to be talking about the three raptures. And of course, oftentimes people hear maybe about the rapture, but what does the Bible have to say about this incredible event? So stay tuned for today's program. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this day. We just thank you for your word and pray, Lord, that you'll imprint it upon our hearts so that we, we may walk in your light and draw, be drawn close to you. We thank you, Lord, for this study in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuning to the truth to set you free. Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition with Big Batista and Nathan Jones as we're talking about the three raptures. And of course, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Broward, Calvary Aventura, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. And you can find more information here on www.tway.tv. And of course, if you find yourselves in the Aventura, Hollandale area, we'd love for you to stop by and be part of our Bible studies. We're located at 1000 Foster Road, Hollandale, Florida, 33009. And also, we want to encourage you to also uh, make sure that on Sundays, again, at 9 a.m., we're having our Bible study service in Spanish and at 11 a.m. in English. But of course, on Wednesdays, we want to invite you at 7.30 to be part of the Truth to Set You Free. Again, live open edition. And if you're in the area, drop by and be part of our study as we're making our way through the book of Zechariah. And of course, a lot of exciting things are happening. And you can always get more information here at 305 992 9537. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co host, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you on this edition of the program. Hey, Vic, how are you doing, brother? I am doing fantastic. Nathan, it's always good to be here with you. It is. Right? This is one of the highlights of the week for me, and we'll get to study together. Absolutely. And also, uh, you know, Nathan, we say this every week, but time goes so quickly. Uh, you and I were talking about our children earlier. And how our kids are growing up, Nathan. My kids, one is going to be graduating in June from high school. Isn't that awesome? But do we just graduate from high school? It seems, <laughs> it seems that way, Nathan. It seems that way, right? <laughs> it really does. I don't know where the time goes. Yeah, now our kids are getting ready to graduate. Man, time flies fast, but that just means we're getting closer to eternity, right? You know, Nathan, and that is so true. And that's why um, you and I, one thing that you and I do is that we really make the best of every opportunity and we're always busy for the Lord because we believe that he can come at any moment. So you're right, Nathan, that's we're going to spend eternity with the Lord. But Nate, also before Amen. we start, um, again, maybe some people are tuning in live for the first time and they're not familiar with Landline Ministry and all of what you guys do over there. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and give us your contact information? Well, sure. Again, my name is Nathan Jones. I'm the Associate Evangelist and Web Minister for Landline Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that in a number of ways. You can check our, out on our website at landline.com or christinprophecy.org. Uh, most people know us from our television show, Christ in Prophecy, which is hosted by Dr. David Reagan and myself. And uh, that's on every week on various networks like TVN and Daystar and then RBTV and others. 
And uh, come check us out at nline.com or crazyprop.org. We have a wealth of information, uh, articles, social networks, blogs, uh, you name it. We want you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ by being made by God's prophetic word. Ooh. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And of course, I uh, also want to encourage you to take advantage of those wonderful resources and become a student of biblical prophecy. Uh, we want to encourage you to grow in the things of the Lord. So Nathan, again, really excited. Also, Nate, if you can talk to us a little bit about your last, uh, your latest uh, inbox. So exciting. Well, we have these short little videos that range from, I say, five to seven minutes, and they're meant to teach different concepts about uh, Bible prophecy. It's called, they're called the Inbox Answers for the End Times. And my associate Steve and I have put them together. And, uh, the latest, number 10, is how do we identify a false prophet? We had a lot of fun with that one. We thought people learned better to turn it into kind of a game show format. So I hosted like a game show, but folks can see that's right on our homepage at landline.com. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really enjoyed it, Nathan. I was looking at it, and I was like, man, that, what a great uh, idea, because it's true. People out there, they have all these wild ideas in terms of what how things are, but yet the Bible is very clear uh, in terms of how things are going to line up uh, for the future, and also uh, the answers to things. It's not a guessing game with the Bible, but it's actually facts. So I, I really enjoyed that as well. So thank you, Nathan, for sharing that. And again, we want to encourage... Yeah, we want to also Nathan. Um, any uh, your conference this year? I know it might be a little early, but every year you guys hold your conference. Is it July? Yeah, uh, second week of July. Uh, we have uh, our annual Bible prophecy conference here in the Dallas area. Folks can check us out at landline.com under events. We've got it listed, as well as uh, we'll be streaming it. So if you can't come to Dallas, which we love to have you here at Dallas, yes. then you can also watch this conference along with. Quite a number of great speakers, of course, Dr. Reagan himself. We're going to have uh, Don Perkins, Andy Woods, Tommy Ives, and uh, others. Uh, especially at our banquet, we'll have Ed Heinsen, who All is right. a fantastic speaker, just like Dr. Reagan. So we hope folks can either tune in, tune in or come in person. Uh, check it out again at landline.com. Mm, thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing that. And of course, again, if you find yourself in the Texas area, check it out. Nathan, of course, uh, you and I, we have been looking at uh, various topics. We've gone through the book of Daniel, the book of Revelation, Zechariah, just a lot of wonderful uh, uh, topics that we've talked about in books of the Bible. But there is one subject matter uh, that I believe, Nathan, that sometimes uh, people might be a little bit confused about. Uh, and it has to do with the rapture uh, of the church. And uh, oftentimes, sometimes people, when they, they don't even know what the rapture is, I think it was Dave Reagan that the first time he heard of the rapture, he thought it was something that happened when a girl kissed a boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you feel. That's how you feel. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not a feeling, though. No, it's actually an event. And you can find out about that. Jesus speaks about it in John 14 and Paul and... 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1 Corinthians 15, and it's even hinted at, uh, like in Isaiah, by the prophet, before the church even came about, that one day the Lord will return, and he will catch up, snatch up, that's where we get the term uh, Latin, rapio, to rapture uh, the church, those who believe in Jesus Christ as Savior, up to heaven to be with him forever. Yeah. And so we're looking for that. There will be a generation that will come to this earth, or to this earth, excuse me, by death but by being resurrected or raptured up to heaven. Yes. And, and Nathan, in, in the Bible, actually, it talks about different uh, rapture events or, or rapture uh, types. Can you walk us through uh, in the Bible regarding those? 
Well, there's types of rapture. There is a big event, the rapture that will happen. But there have been raptures in the past, little raptures, little snatching ups. You know, I, I think of going in and getting a pizza. You know, the pizza <laughs> there, I grab it, I, I snatch it up, okay, and then I take it with me and I take it back home. And that's what God's going to do with the church one day. And He's done that in the past, too, in, uh, when we read about Bible prophecy, particularly. When you think, uh, the one that glares at me the most is Genesis 5 with Enoch. Mm -hmm. Awesome. You can read about Enoch in, in Genesis 5. A few verses here, it goes through the different lists of, of um, genealogy here. And you get verse 18. It says, Jared lived 162 years, and he begot Enoch. And after he begot Enoch, Jared, and it tells how he died. And then Enoch lived 65 years, and he begot Methuselah, who was the oldest man in recorded history. Right. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all that did Enoch were 360. And he got walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And that term is snatched him, cast caught him, raptured him up. In other words, Enoch did not die. He did not have to live through the flood, but he was taken up by God before God's judgment came upon the world. So Enoch became a living symbol of what the church will be like when the faithful are raptured up to heaven. Wow. You know, Nathan, that is amazing. And someone even hinted there, I'm not sure how accurate it was. They, they talked about like also Methuselah, which was there more like a, the flood was a judgment to come. And then, of course, they talked about the rapture, us being taken out before the event called the tribulation. And, and that's kind of interesting scenarios there. It is, it is. And, and bear in mind that when we're saying the term tribulation, it's a seven-year time of judgment that's going to come right. upon the world. It's an event, and we all live through tribulations, trials, and sufferings. But those are tribulations, not the tribulation, the event of the tribulation. That's what we're, we're talking about, and that God has promised in Revelation 3.10, and 1 Thessalonians 1.10, and 5.9, and Romans 5.9, and other passages all tell us that the one day that the Lord will protect those from His wrath, and the wrath of God is the tribulation upon this earth. And you read about it, and we've covered it in in Revelation, as we study through it, that the wrath of God is pretty much going to destroy most of the earth. Uh, but in that time of difficulty, it will also be a time when many people from every tribe, tongue, nation, and people will give their lives to Jesus Christ, especially the remnant of the Jewish people, the third of the Jews that survived the second Holocaust that will be the tribulation. Or as Jesus called it Matthew 24, the great tribulation. They will uh, live on into Jesus' millennial kingdom when he returns to set it up and they will have sons and daughters, and the earth will be repopulated. And man, I'm looking forward to that time where wow. we live with Jesus ruling and reigning right here on earth. That is amazing. So, Nathan, I mean, we're, we're, this is a fascinating story uh, of Enoch. I mean, what I, I look at this is what incredible intimacy this individual must have had with God, right, Nathan, to be basically walking with God and, and just on his way continuing to heaven. And I believe that's our relationship also should be even now with the Lord, right? Nate, that even today we should be walking closer to God. Oh my goodness, I couldn't imagine living life without walking closer to the Lord. Think about how the Lord protects us and guides us and yeah. gives us wisdom and advice. And it's like a child, you know, a little child who decides to never listen to his parents anymore and runs off, runs away in so much trouble and police are looking for him and falls in with a bad crowd, gets hurt. That's what happens when we wander away from God. We get hurt. So draw close to the Lord, be close to the Lord. And before God brought the flood upon the earth, Enoch was righteous. God took Enoch off this earth to the point where there was only 
no one is in his family who are the only righteous people left on the earth. And so that, rather than uh, you know, judge the earth at the time and just uh, you know trying to make it keep going, it was easier just to clean slate, mm-hmm. protect Noah and his family. And, and Noah actually is, is thought of as a type of rapture because Noah and his family were taken off this earth in the ark while the earth was deluged by a flood. And when the flood destroyed the earth, then God brought peace and rest back to the earth again. And then the boat settled and Noah and his family got out. So even though they weren't taken up to heaven like their grandfather Enoch was, right. Noah is often considered a type of rapture. Ooh, excellent point. And that's why we hope that those of you that are tuning in for the first time, again, you're tuning to the Truth Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV, Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Joseph. We're talking about rapture types. I talked about three raptures by Nathan. That is a very good point. There's a lot of other types uh, in the Bible uh, in terms of how God has protected and taken his people out of situations alive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Paul himself talked about knowing somebody who was taken up to heaven. And that's right. I don't know if he stayed there and came back. It's very super rare that people are given visions of heaven. You know, both uh, Ezekiel and Isaiah were, uh, had visions of heaven. Whether they went to heaven or not, that's a different story. We know John in Revelation had seen heaven right. and uh, talked with God. And whether that was a vision that was given him or it physically was taken, and it's very indication he was physically taken, that was returned. He actually ended up back down with Patmos and uh, eventually dying in Ephesus. But being taken forever, like Isaiah, yeah. uh, excuse me, Elijah. Elijah is another example. He and his assistant, Elisha, were walking, and then God sent what was described as a fiery chariot. I'm not sure if it was or, you know, how exactly was it? <laughs> the Bible describes it. A fiery chariot came, and it, you know, kind of the Lord of the Rings thing when he was on the boat and heads off. You know, that, that's going to be the same thing. Uh, Elijah got on, and, and he was taken up to heaven. Fascinating story there. Uh, would you mind taking us there, maybe to Second uh, Kings chapter two? Maybe, maybe you can read for us verses eight through eleven. Because I noticed we have some people uh, logged in live on Facebook and the likes, and maybe some people are driving home and they don't have a Bible. But will we be able to maybe read a little bit of that so that people can kind of capture the situation there in Second Kings? Sure, Second Kings two eight through eleven. Now Elijah took his mantle. Nose his cloak. He rolled it up, he struck the water, and it was divided in this way and that, so that the two of them crossed over onto dry ground. And so it was when they crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? Elijah said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, You've asked a hard thing, nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you, but if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of warrior appeared with horses of fire and separated to them, and Elijah went up in a whirlwind into heaven. And verse 12, and Elijah saw it, and he cried out, My father, my father, chariot and his horsemen. And so he saw him no more. Woo! And there again, another rapture story in the Bible. Amazing this one, isn't it? <laughs> Nathan, I mean, can you imagine how cool that must have been? A chariot, a, a, a chariot, I mean, I think there was a movie, Chariots of Fire, I don't know, or something like that. But... <laughs> This is so, I mean, and sometimes people look at the Bible, Nathan, and I know it's hard to believe, but there's another example of an individual that, now, he was taken alive, and this guy actually saw him, right, Nate? And it's interesting, too, that Elijah 
For one, he foreknew that he was going to be taken, but he wasn't sure if people would see him being taken. Right. And so he wasn't sure if Elijah would see. I mean, he could have been that he'd just be there one minute and gone the next. And, and But Elijah got to see the spiritual implications. And that's the question that people have when it comes to the rapture. When we read it in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1 Corinthians 15, it will happen in a flash, like the twinkling of an eye. We will be there one second, boom, we'll be gone the next. And we who are raptured off this earth will get to see that happen and experience it. And maybe it's angelic, like fiery chariots, or who knows how the Lord's going to do it. But the rest of the world likely won't even see it. We'll just be there one minute, and then we won't. And I don't know if it's like left behind or clothes are falling out. <laughs> hey, you know, all that. Uh, you know, that's just that's a little fiction with um, uh, Tim LaHaye's part there. But it shows that, that the church will be part of this rapture. We'll get yeah. to experience it. Maybe there's fiery chariots involved. I don't know. Nathan, my question is, will the clothes be folded neatly when we all rapture or no? No. <laughs> No, it'll fall down like snow. We saw, <laughs> well, they, they have so many rapture movies, and, and, and it's funny because I've seen somewhere, supposedly everybody gets snatched away in the clothes are neatly folded on the floor. I, I don't know. Oh, is that really? <laughs> yes. I, I don't know where people... Yeah, I, I remember the mall scene in the Nicolas Cage one. They're all like falling out of the sky around the right. mall and rain and... But nice and folded. Well, that's pretty nice of God to fold everybody's clothes <laughs> before he takes them away. <laughs> Of course, that, then that begs the question, are we naked going up? That was not an issue. The rapture coincides with the resurrection. In other words, those who are dead in Christ will be raised up a split second before those who are alive. So if you're dead, you're a Christian, you will be resurrected from, from the dead. Uh, not that you're asleep as you're dead, and you're already up in heaven in, the, right. in your intermediate spirit body. But uh, then you'll be resurrected and given your glorified eternal body, and it happens just before those who are alive are, are resurrected up to heaven, raptured up to heaven. And but awesome. it happens so fast that you can tell the difference. You know, it, to us, yeah, maybe it will seem pretty obvious. Maybe time will slow. But for the rest of the world, again, it's that twinkling line that happens so fast that the world won't even see it coming. Absolutely, oh, man. Awesome, Nathan. Again, I know some of you are tuned in live. There, we see a number of you are following us live on social media, Facebook, and the like. Feel free to blog your questions or your comments there for Nathan Jones and myself as we talk about the three raptures or rapture types in the Bible. Again, as you tune into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV uh, radio edition. Nathan, this is very fascinating. And, and of course, Nathan, you might, would you be able to take us to uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, there, uh, verses 13 through 18, and maybe you can read those for us again because we want those that are watching and listening to sort of do their homework and put these things together so that they can recognize that all this is true. Enoch was taken alive. Elijah was taken alive. And you told us also in 1 Thessalonians, the Christians, the church is going to be taken alive. Right, right. I mean, it's one of the major teachings, you're right, absolutely. It's 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. And it reads, But I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. That's your sorrow and others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means perceive those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together, raptured with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with our Lord. 
Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Wow. So David, as we talk about the rapture and as we talk about being taken up to heaven, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's nothing to be afraid of, right, Nate, for a believer, because here it talks about comforting each other. Titus calls it our blessed hope. It is our hope that this poem is pretty raw. There's some wonderful things, family, yeah. our children, you know, serving the Lord here, uh, nature, uh, beauty. There, there's a lot of good stuff, good food. But at the same time, there's a lot of suffering and a lot of yeah. sin. It's a dark, evil world, no matter even in the brighter places. And unfortunately, the way it's going, it will get darker and darker. But before it gets its darkest, before the storm will come, the tribulation, the church is promised to be removed out of it. And it's a time of joy. It should comfort us, knowing yes. that God does not put his punishment on his children. Mm. He rescues them. He takes them out of this world before he's wrapped. Just like the flood falls yes. on the world again, like it will in the tribulation. And you know, Nathan, I'm, I'm so glad that you shared that point because it's a misconception today. There's different teachings, pre-wrath, uh, pre, uh, post-trib, and all these other. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Because I, we don't, you and I, we do not necessarily hold to those views. We, we believe in God's grace that he's going to uh, uh, take us out of here. And we see examples of that in the Old Testament as well. But can you clarify that for us, uh, uh, what you just shared? Well, certainly. Uh, people wonder when the rapture will happen as it relates to this tribulation. Right. And some people believe that the rapture will happen after the tribulation. So the world will be destroyed and almost no one will be left alive. And Jesus comes back and he will rapture the surviving Christians up and then they'll U-turn and come back with him back to earth. And that's called the post-tribulation rapture. Another view is that it will happen halfway through the tribulation when the Antichrist desecrates the newly built Jewish temple. And there's another view that it's more like three-quarters of the way into the tribulation, uh, just before the final seven bowl judgments and one of the trumpet judgments. So it, it basically has, has this, what's called pre-wrath rapture. So those are all three views that make it so that God's wrath falls onto the church. And again, like I listed the verses earlier, we are promised that Revelation 3.10 is one of the best, that the Lord will keep us from his wrath. We are not meant as children of God to endure his wrath. Now, there will be people who will come to know the Lord as Savior during the tribulation. Unfortunately, they're not part of the church. They rejected Jesus and they were left behind. And as part of being left behind, they do endure God's wrath, but they become a great testimony to the people in that time and lead many people to know Jesus as their Savior. We call those the tribulation saints to differentiate them from the church. Excellent point. And Nathan, I'm so glad you're clarifying that. Uh, we, we really believe uh, that there's so many passages that teach that, you know, those are those have been uh, righteous and, and trusting in God and believing in God and doing what's right. Uh, you know, God is going to reward uh, our, our faithfulness to him. And we don't have to fear. Here in 1 Thessalonians, it talks about comforting. And to me, Nathan, that's a, a comforting thing to know that when the rapture happens, I'm going to be with the Lord instantly. Amen. I think Revelation 3.10 says because you have kept my command to persevere, yes. I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Mm -hmm. So we know that, that the Lord has talked about this hour of trial that's coming. Yes. It's going to be a test on the world just like the flood is. But we Christians, we persevere. We, we continue to survive amongst tremendous persecution and suffering both externally from uh, Satan and our fellow man and, and through just being in a fallen, sinful earth. But we have this command to endure and persevere. 
and the Lord will come back and he will take those who have accepted him as Savior off this earth to be with him forever. And brother, you're right. It is incredibly encouraging uh, teaching. Very encouraging and comforting knowing that God does not beat up on children to protect them from his own anger and wrath. Just like we are covered in the blood of Christ by accepting the Savior. We are protected from the wrath of God. We do not go to the final That's great right. room judgment. We're not sent to hell, the ultimate form of God's wrath, but also God's wrath here on earth, just like the flood, just like the tribulation. Ooh, I love that. Thank you so much, Nathan, for clarifying that. And, and Nathan, I also wrote three quick questions that maybe you can answer, someone watching or listening, regarding uh, the tribulation, regarding the trap, the, the rapture. I, I put, uh, who will go, who won't go, and how can we go? <laughs> Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. Well, who will go? If you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, yeah. then you will go up to heaven. Yes. Those who will go through the tribulation are those who have rejected Jesus Christ. Right. Lifeline of salvation. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, they will go through the tribulation. But during the tribulation, salvation is still available. That's right. And so they will still get a chance to go to heaven. They will be raptured. But through some of the judgments, they will be protected. That's right. Even though many will die in for the Antichrist. And when it comes to salvation, man, you tell me, this is your chance this time. Oh, Nathan, well, again, those are just uh, uh, three quick questions uh, because I got that from uh, your last inbox. You know, ding, right answer, wrong answer. <laughs> but, uh, but, of course, you know, the way to go, of course, is those who rejected Christ will not be able uh, to make it to, to heaven. And, of course, uh, how can we? And like you mentioned, we can go to heaven. We can be taken in the rapture. As we trusted in Jesus, John 3.16 said that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So those who trusted in Christ, they, they, they will go. Those who reject Christ, that they won't go. And how can you go to heaven or to the rapture? Again, as we mentioned, opening your heart, receiving Jesus, inviting him to come in, and then living out that righteous life. Uh, that we talked about, right, Nathan? Because there has to be fruit also. It's not just repeating words, but there needs to be a life uh, of fruit and evidence of their salvation. Amen. Amen. And how does one person become saved? Well, Nathan, you know, according to Romans and other scriptures, the Bible tells us to confess with our mouths and believe in our heart in the Lord Jesus that he died and he rose from the dead. And uh, confessing our sin. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So when a person sincerely turns to Christ, recognizes that they messed up, recognizes that they've done life their own way without God, and then suddenly they realize, man, I'm lost. When they have the recognition of who Jesus is and they repent and invite him to come in, the Bible tells us that the Lord in 1 John chapter 1, that he is faithful to cleanse us and forgive us from all unrighteousness. And I believe, Nathan, when someone confesses and believes in Jesus, they're saved right there and then. Good question. Amen, amen. What kind of prayer can they give to accept Jesus as their Savior? Well, Nate, you and I will often encourage people. I mean, God listens to the heart, but we encourage those that are watching and listening that maybe don't know how to pray. You can repeat a simple prayer like the one we're going to share right now, just by wherever you are saying, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I am a sinner. And Lord, right now, I want to ask you to forgive me for my sins. I want to repent for my sins. And I want to invite you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, and to be my friend. And from this day forth, I want to follow you, Jesus. And Nathan, that simple prayer that anybody out there watching or listening prays, uh, the Lord is faithful. He will enter into that person. 
Amen. Wow, that's a beautiful prayer. Awesome. Well, Nate, uh, I just realized that you uh, you turned the program around on me and asking me all the questions, which is good. No? <laughs> well, you needed a chance, man. You said that so much more eloquently than I could. <laughs> well, Nathan, you know, it's, uh, it's just exciting when we talk about the rapture. I know we only have about a minute left uh, to the program here. Uh, but, Nate, you told us it's going to happen in a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, right, Nathan? And it's not an alien abduction, right? <laughs> No, but, you know, the Bible talks about a great delusion that will come upon the people who've rejected Jesus, uh, 2 Thessalonians. Right. Uh, and it could be that people are explaining away the rapture as an alien abduction or solar flares. or Anyway, they'll be willing to believe it. They won't be able to face the fact there is a God. And they'll believe the, the lie. And unfortunately, aliens might be that lie. You know, and Nathan, that's, and that's what we wanted to close with that to let people know. Listen, watch out for Hollywood. Watch out for all these movies that are coming out. They're just preparing uh, the people. God says that the rapture is going to.